Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We all take on different roles every day. One minute you're a parent, the next a chef, or a driver. That's why the Volvo XC40 Recharge is designed to be as versatile as you are. It's fully electric and includes a 360-degree camera, Google built-in, and more. Contact your local retailer to learn more or visit volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC40 Recharge. For every you. Some equipment optional. Google is a trademark of Google LLC. Welcome to the Five Plan Podcast. Away oh, indeed. Palace got their first away win of the season. 2-1 at West Ham, courtesy of the latest of last-minute goals from Michael Alise. So we're in a good mood, of course. We're discussing that game uh, and answering your questions doing all the usual jazz with Kevin Day. Kevin, hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's, it's dark and cold and wet, so I'm in a very good mood. Oh, yeah, can we just ignore that? Uh, and Jack Pierce, hello to you. How are you? Hey, JD. Yeah, I think I can remember most of Sunday. Did frequent a very nice <laughs> East London brewery after the game. So, uh, yeah, I'll try and remember what I can from uh, from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Good. Okay. Well, we've got loads of questions from my listeners. So it'll jog your memory. So don't worry. But we'll get onto that. Of Some of us have been drinking all afternoon. Uh, so I'll... I'll <laughs> it's not a competition, <laughs> Let's do a random uh, shout out to a patron, please. So let's uh, let's get a drum roll going. Yeah. It's Angie Jackson. Hi, hey, Angie. Hey. Uh, Angie Jackson is one of our patrons, and you can join the patron and get all the rewards like Angie does, including <laughs> post-match podcasts, uh, patron-only merchandise, and access to the patron-only Discord club at patron.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash F-Y-P podcast. Right, this week's sponsor... Uh, guys, Christmas is coming up, of course, around the corner. And what do you get the Palace fan in your life for Christmas? A print by our friend Matthew J.I. Wood, of course. Uh, Matthew's back sponsoring the pod. He's a Sheffield-based graphic designer and a huge Palace fan and creates beautiful football prints. And this month is offering, yet again, FYP listeners, 20% off everything across his site until the end of November. That includes prints, frames, canvases, and mugs, some of which I'm sure you've seen on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just go to MatthewJIWood.com and use the code TYPICALPALACE, that's all one word, TYPICALPALACE in capitals, uh, to get the offer. Included in his range of prints is his new Palace Goal series. It's got loads of O's and A's in it, uh, which has got three designs, three minutes stockport. Ambrose at Hillsborough and Zaha at Brighton. Three huge goals, all recreated step by step. And his extensive Palace range of A3 prints also includes the Four Stands Cellar series, as well as the Homestyle Road exterior design and a Cellars Park overall design, plus a 2013 playoff final themed Wembley design. Also, he has two Sabutio style lineups, one from the When Eagles Dead documentary and one from the 1990 FA Cup final. So loads of potential Christmas presents to choose from uh, for the Palace friend in your life or for yourself. 
maybe. Um, all his prints are now also available in A4. Just visit matthewjiwood.com. That's matthewjiwood.com. And use the code TYPICALPALACE for 20% off your order. And that runs till the end of November. Uh, Jack, I believe you've got one of Matthew's prints. They, they make my uh, my office look much nicer than it did before. So, yeah, lovely stuff. And uh, always nice to look up and remind myself of a place I'd much rather be. Wow. That was mm. a lot darker than I thought it was going to be. Oh, wow. <laughs> by, by them. They, they, that's a good thing. That was meant to sound like a good thing. <laughs> I have I have a couple on my stairs. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I bet, he, and I bet he can't wait for the new stand either. He'll get something different to draw. That'd be lovely. <laughs> there you go, exactly. I bet he can't wait, indeed. Uh, so do check out that offer. I should say as well, if you uh, run a small local company, a palace sporting company, and you'd like to sponsor an episode in the future, uh, we are always on the lookout for new sponsors. So do get in contact uh, any of our social media platforms or email contact at fyp dot sorry contact at fypfanzine.uk and uh, we'll send you all the info you need. Right. On to the football. 2-1 win at West Ham. First away win of the season. Again, coming from behind to win. But Kevin, for the first mm. time this season, in what is it, 14, 13, 14 games? 13. 13 games. Mm. Palace mm. were finally good for 90 minutes. <clears throat> I, was, um, I was too despondent after the Everton game. So I've decided I can't be too cheery after this one. So I'm, I'm going to full Craig Revel Horwood nitpicking basically first of all Patrick Vieira I don't know why we do this pod because he clearly didn't listen to a word we said last week just (laughs) ignored everything we said about playing two holding central midfield what's the point seriously shabby defending for the first goal to be perfectly honest Anderson was way too tight on Antonio for the penalty as he was when he gave the goal away at West Ham last year poor defending for the the Antonio cross at the end Elise I don't know how many more times we have to say it. Stop cutting inside on your left foot. It's just, <laughs> it's really, I don't know how many more times that will that till that sinks in. Other than that, amazing. Amazing. I thought you were going to say fabulous, but we'll take uh, amazing. But do you know what? Do you know what? Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the performances. I'm sure we'll talk about Zahar's wonderful, brilliant interview afterwards, as well as his brilliant performance. What pleased me most was when Antonio lobbed that ball into Gaeta's arms. I think I think at least 16 or 17 other Premier League goalkeepers would have just gone down for, until the final whistle, basically. I think every Palace goalkeeper of the last 10 years would have gone down and waited for the final whistle. But instead, we saw th- three of the back four, two full-backs and the centre-back, sprinting forward. Gaeta passing the ball, throwing it, but as a pass, and 17 seconds later we'd scored. So that that either comes from from training, in which case brilliant, or it comes from a change of mental attitude again, in which case brilliant. But that was that was thrilling. That was really thrilling for me. That 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 final passage of play because West Ham shaper all over the place, and we exploited that. And that was that was it was deliberate. You could see that both fullbacks as well. They they. Yeah. No one would have blamed him. No Palace fan would have, would have blamed him if they just got the ball, held it, or, or, or waited for it. Mm. But instead, they went and won it and deserved to win it. And when it, when David Moyes admits that he was beaten by a better team, then you know he was beaten by a better team. So I I thought that was a oh, that was a real bonus. That was fantastic. That performance. And like you say, all the way through, all the way through, right from the start. Because at half time, you think, well, we, we've got to go back. 
through their mistake, although Eze did brilliantly. Mm. Zaha's finish is better than anyone's given him credit for because mm, definitely the ball's slightly behind him. And then you think, well, what are we going to do second half? And we just came out and we were better. Second half. It was really interesting. And Jack will confirm this. Mark Webster, a very dear friend of mine, is a West Ham season to get older. He said 10 minutes into the game, he's never heard the play so quiet. He said, because mm. everyone, everyone around him just knew what was happening. They could just see they were getting outpassed by a better team. It's fantastic. I think it was 12 minutes in before I heard the first groan from a West Ham fan. Really? <laughs> didn't didn't yeah. take long to turn. Really didn't. We, but, we but, were... but, the, but the stats... <clears throat> Go on, so Seventy go on. minutes, Jack. They had three. They had they had three touches in our in our box, and we yeah, had yeah. forty eight. I think it's just astonishing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, one one at half time, and they still make a change to swap their strikers out at, at the start of the second half. Like they they we were great, and and we will talk more about how great we were. But they were incredibly disappointing, and given that they rested their entire first team <clears> for the trip to Bucharest the previous yeah. uh, Thursday, I, I I could see why West Ham fans were as cross as they were. I think we probably benefited from Declan Rice having one eye on the uh, Qatar Airways flight that's uh, departing next Sunday. Yeah. Um, he was not anywhere near where he normally is, but don't let it take anything away from, from Palace. We were absolutely brilliant from, from minute one, didn't let the uh, the goal West Ham score kind of deter what we were doing. Scored at a perfect time at the end of the first half to get what we deserved from that first half. To be level at, at half-time was the least we deserved. And then if a team was going to win the game, it was only us. Um, we'll talk about the penalty, but that was really the only moment where there was was any threat from West Ham when Antonio broke through Anderson and, and Kevin, as you say, same player, almost identical bit of pitch yeah, where, yeah. where Anderson um, overcommitted with Antonio last year. So he didn't learn his lesson. So we'll see if that happens again next season. But yeah, fantastic um, win to any any away victory is great, but to win with what was effectively the last kick of the game, and as you say, Kevin, to to have that move where you know Vicente gets it um, wasn't lost on Palace fans very quickly. That Antonio did it again, basically set the move off yeah. like he did a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to move every pass was perfect, and and Elise had had a couple of sighters cutting in on his left hand uh, on his left foot, and. Um, Got the luck that he and the performance warranted, flicking off Cresswell, flying over. And the away end, I haven't seen the away end go as holistic <laughs> as it did. That was fantastic. There were people, I had my brother in the air. Um, it was a, it was just great, hugging strangers. Just just what you want from an away end. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, so 17 seconds, Kevin, was uh, was from Antonio to, yep. uh, to goal this time. The one Jack's referencing, 2017, the 2-2 draw at Sellers when Antonio does it again. Do you reckon this one was quicker? Or slower than that one. Second one. Play your cards right. Play your cards right. Slightly slower. It was quicker. Was it? The last one was 21 seconds. Wow. But again, Antonio very yeah, much. I, I thought it's like someone said, like Antonio sort of set up two goals for, for Palace despite having never played for them. Um, <laughs> well, I, what I thought was interesting is there's quite a few of the post-match reports, and this is an indication of how much the better team we'd been, said, why didn't Antonio take it into the corner? Yeah. Never mind trying to cross it. Keep keep a point that you didn't deserve to get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, Palace were very good, Jack, weren't they? And I, I think as well, it's a, it's a real sort of statement win, I think, in terms of obviously being first away win, but going to, going to somewhere like West Ham, I know they're not quite as good as they were last season. Uh, and obviously the timing of it as well, sort of going into the World Cup, it's, it's really, really huge. But what, what did Palace do different this time that made the performance last over the 90 minutes and not the random 45s we've been seeing in the, in the previous weeks? Well, a couple of things that, that kind of struck me very quickly being there was 
the selection of Klein over Ward meant that Tyreek could play another 10, 15 yards further. That allowed Eze to come slightly more inside, and Jeffrey Shutt was able to play a little bit deeper and support Czech. Czech was still very much the pivot of the point in midfield, but Jeff Shutt was closer to him and maybe doing more of that engineering work. So it was maybe not two at the base of the midfield, Kevin, that we talked about last week, but maybe more of a 1.5 than, than maybe we saw against Southampton. So Schlupp was deeper, Eze was more inside, and Klein you know, joining Anderson and Gay as a three when, when Tyreek went further forward allowed our more effective players on the ball to get in the in uh, get possession of the ball in more important parts of the pitch. Elise came inside, Eze came inside, Jordan Ayu was his typical industrial self, industrious self, and 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 Wolf at the top of the pitch occupied Craig Dawson in particular. He very much favoured playing against Craig Dawson and the ball coming into him. And and I, I very much echo the point that Kevin makes. I thought the, the finish from Wolf was was brilliant and and that of a of a man who plays in that role week in week out he he really gave Craig Dawson a very very difficult afternoon um and as as lovely as a last minute finish was we should have been ahead of them mm. much further on in or much earlier on in the game um than we were but actually if you gave any uh, palace fan on the day the uh, the opportunity to celebrate in the 94th minute probably would have been preferred than the 63rd or 70th or something like that. So, yeah. I, th- I think I think Jack makes... I know how much Jack loves Wardy, and, and we all do. But having a similar energy from both fullbacks, I thought, made a, yeah. made a difference. Because yeah. Wardy, defensively, has been really good this season. But we know he can't get beyond Elise, all right? We, we, we know that. So, the balance was there. So, both fullbacks were in line together. The, the back four moved up a little bit further. But... The, the mentality that they got to play that sort of football, because we played the same sort of football that we played in the first half at Southampton, but that was at home. Mm-hmm. To, to carry on doing that in the second half, there's no sense of, right, we can shut up, we can shut up shop. It was like the, the quality of the passing, it's quick, it was accurate. Everyone wanted the ball, everyone held the ball. And there's so many times, even looking at the, the highlights, when you can see... We've got four. It's, it's like he trusts whoever is with Decore. He trusts those two to hold the midfield and release the front four, which, which is in a, and I'm not comparing us to Liverpool in their pomp, which is exactly what they used to do. Really, is leave the the front three up to do what they want. And the amount of time, even at the end, we had five players. Five players. Yeah, yeah. West Ham had three in the in the, the last thirty yards pitch. We had five in the in the ninety fifth minute. That's that's ballsy to do that away from home. And, and Kevin, they've yeah. made more changes. They had more energy on the pitch. We'd only made one sub. You'd think well also Jack, because last week you said pretty much our best hope of, of a win was that they all went to Romania. Yeah. And and none and of none them of did. did. And none oh, of them yeah. did. Yeah. 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 I think I use an interesting word. I think trust is an interesting word because I think Vieira clearly does trust Numerous things. He trusts his his big names in there. Trusts Decore's do a lot of work in there. He trusts Wilf up top to to make a lot happen. Clearly trusts Eze. He trusts his system yep. almost over anything. And I guess that's, there's a bit of sort of pros and cons there because that trust has been really tested in 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 previous weeks, certainly away from home, and has not worked. But at the weekend, Jack, it really did. And I guess maybe it's proven that you know that that trust Vieira has in his system and his team. I mean, he, maybe he does sort of. I'm about to say no, no, what he's doing. That's the wrong phrase. But that trust is it is paying off, I guess. And the weekend was proof of that. Yeah. And he, uh, one moment that typifies that for me was the fact that when Decore, I think, lasted 80 minutes, he brought Luca on and we carried on playing the same way. Yeah. 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 Um, he, he didn't ask the t- he didn't ask Schlupp to drop another 15 yards and play, you know, parallel to, to Luca. And I have to say, again, as, as well as Luca played against, um, 
Southampton, he very impressive cameo again, just showing that he, he he's still there to do a job. But there were a couple of moments where he was slightly more hesitant than Czech had been, um, and West Ham kind of got into that that line a bit more than they had done with Czech. But there was a fantastic um, block to stop a breakaway from from Luca, and he used the ball very smartly when when he did come on. So credit Luca, but the, as as you say, Jim, to to continue that way of playing when Czech, who's so important to that system, has gone off. It's the system rather than the players, mm. and, well, and and Lucas Lucas doing his bit, and and anyone else that had come on, you know, would have done their bit. But yeah, fa- fantastic win, and and the celebrations from Vieira at the end. I think the club have released a video today where you can see yeah. him just in the bottom corner. He's he's cock a hoop. He can't believe he's he's so delighted that we got what we warranted from that game. Yeah, that's about as good a win as it gets for a manager to see the system, the players, what everything they've drilled in during the week to be performed as well as it was and get the three points away from home. Brilliant. But but also you talk about trust in the system and in the players, considering that's what he tried to do at Everton and it went really badly wrong. <clears throat> yeah. It would have been very easy for them to go, all right, well, let's let's step back. We've obviously gone too far too quickly away from home. Let's step back. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to bases. It, it would have been very easy if you looked at that result for Palace against West Ham in the last 10 seasons, you'd go, well, we know what happened. They probably had three chances, scored two goals. But we played like the home team pretty much all the way yeah, through. Really and did. again, that's balls. And we played really good, positive attacking football. They, they had, Their heads didn't go down after the... I think that was the earliest West Ham have scored in a game this season. They've only scored three goals in the first half until then. Having said that, and Moyes made this point afterwards, because the five live... Um, commentator said to him you know what's going wrong and David Moore said we were the better team at Old Trafford last week and we're unbeaten in six games at at the London Stadium albeit that includes Europa League games but they're they're not doing as well as last season but they're not bottom of the set they're not a relegation for I don't think they're a very difficult team to beat at their their place and we beat them comfortably and and like Jack said 3-1 wouldn't have been 4-1 wouldn't have been wouldn't have been flat and you, you saw as well that place was half empty. It took, a lot of West Ham fans would have missed that goal. And yeah. their, their reaction on 6.06 on Sunday night was virtually all West well, Ham. they've told the been fans, gunning so. for Moyes for a yeah. bit, a lot of those yeah. West Ham fans. Yeah. Some of them have almost resented how well they've been doing. Since he came back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was... there were. I, I haven't heard the audible boos and the audible applause for certain subs as strongly as I heard yeah, on, on, on Sunday. Ben Rama, I mean, <clears throat> to a to a seat, the West Ham end were furious that that sub happened. But then equally in the same double sub, they they literally cheered Thomas Suchek being, being taken off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there is a fan base there who very much feel their influence on the team selection, the way the team play. It's about as strong as I think in English football, West Ham fans. They really do think that they, they have a sway with the manager and a manager like Moyes needs to take that into account because yeah. whether it's right or wrong, those fans think that that is the case with West Ham, and we, and it was very evident on Sunday. But you you mentioned two players there, Suchek and, and Rice, which last season in particular they yeah. haven't done as well this season, or arguably Suchek hasn't done as well as his first half season at West Ham. But yeah. this time last season, with the way those two were playing, I, I would have thought it would be madness to not have two holding midfield players. Yeah. And I, I still yeah. think I still think it was a bold, again, it comes back to that trust he has in his system. I still think that was really bold to turn up at West Ham and play, like you say, with arguably one and a half minutes and just let the, to have the confidence in your back four, confidence in those two, and then the, the confidence of the, the some of the rotation. And I thought Wilf was fantastic as a as a centre forward because yeah. that was the other big when the team news was announced. It's like, well, is is that going to be IU playing number nine? Is it going to be? Uh, 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 but yeah. Wilf playing, and I thought he was 
I thought he was fantastic in that yeah, role. Magnificent. He, he won a really very good. he won a very good foul to kind of highlight that Dawson was going to be in for it all afternoon in about the second minute. Yeah. That actually Dawson should have been booked. Yeah. It was it was such a blatant foul in the part of the pitch. And and that kind of just suggested, yeah, actually, this might be this might be a good one today. We we might be in it today. Um yeah, very good. And I think the, the point about 1.5 midfielders or Schluppy playing slightly deeper, that was helped by, I thought, Mark Gay having his best performance of the season so far. Yeah. He he was absolutely brilliant. That's a, about as well-timed as he can do. If if Gareth Southgate's got his scouts looking around as to who's going to make that, you know, 20th to 26th spot in his squad, Mark Gay did himself, you know, around a good on, on Sunday. He was excellent. Yeah, well-timed. Yeah, and we've, we've been a bit, um, well, I have been a bit meh about Shockley, but I thought I thought on Sunday he was I thought that was his best sort of central midfield performance for a long time. He looked he looked at home he looked at home there and whether that's through Decore's influence but my Decore's still going under the radar a little bit with oh, with the yeah. with pundits and so what he is something else that guy oh, we don't mind that though we don't no we that. don't that's but fine. it's 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 he reminds me of Kanto I mean, again he's like you talk about 1.5 midfield players he's he's 1.5 he himself is, yeah. oh sorry I wasn't talking about yeah. anyone else no, no I'm all right. <laughs> okay <laughs> but he's, um, yeah, I I think he's you know again I, I'm always happy to give a bit of stick to certain people at the club as you know but Decore's turning into one of the best the best buys we've had for a long time. It looks time. a better £20 million pounds every week. It really, it really, really, really does. Um, yeah. Just really quickly, I mean, first, you guys are going to have a real uh, job on your hands picking some winners, I think, later on for winners and <laughs> oh, losers. No, no, I've got that sorted. Okay. Um, but just finally, I think, on the system, um, I th- we're going to have to get used now that that is the system that Vieira plays. And I think we're just going to have to accept it going into games. And he said after the Everton game, I didn't think about playing two defensive midfielders. He clearly didn't even for this one. As you said, Kevin, you know, Certainly, against players like Declan Rice, you maybe would would think about it. So that is the system he's playing going forward now. And I think we just have to, as fans, accept that, whether you love it or hate it, and accept that it means in some games we'll get results like this. In other games, we might get overrun in the middle, but he is not going to change it, and he's just going to he's just going to progress. Well, well, I think, like you say, there is that risk that I mean, you know, if we lose three 0 at Forest on Saturday, we'll go back to furious mode again <laughs> for six weeks <laughs> but, I think, yeah. but I think well the things we can't finish we can't be any lower than 10th going into the World Cup which I would have happily taken oh yeah we could also be 7th so uh, only two points behind so I think what happens is other clubs are going to look at the way we play away from home and go well we, we, we're going to have to sort out our defence out we, you know, we're going to have to adjust to them playing with Sacrifice. basically four yeah. up front because yeah, 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 we're playing yeah. four two four. They, they're going to have to be thinking well actually we maybe we need to play an extra one at the back and, and, and it's, so it's, almost it's, a, it's almost a championship manager tactic well it is <laughs> yeah, but, it's, it's but, fair, it's, yeah. but also it's so it, it, it just takes a bit of getting used to considering yeah. what we've had for ten yeah, yeah. for ten seasons and it's just the idea of a Palace team going no we'll play our way and you adjust to us rather than it always being the other way around and it is yeah, exactly. it, it's four but it's who those four are they're so but, threatening they are such a risk to any opponents. I mean, we, we in the post-match drinks, Jim, we actually started talking about the um, the FYP draft again and talked about should Michael Elise have been in a all-time Palace eleven. But the, the guy's electric and, and he got what he deserved. He's such a threat. Um, we might talk about his interview. I couldn't care less if he doesn't want to answer questions in an interview. He carries on playing like that. Don't let the guy talk ever again. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just brilliant. And he's only a what, kid. What, exactly. I mean, I mean, that might be 
the, the 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 grief he's got might be a consideration for my loser of the week, possibly later on. But yeah. um, it, 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 it's, it's the four who we who we've got at the top of the pitch. Teams will have to take into account the threat that we pose moving forward. It's it's really interesting. Not just Mark Webster, but other friends of mine who West Ham fans. All of them going, wow, Lise, crikey, what? Yeah. Well, where's it? They sort of vaguely knew about it, but it's like, how did yeah. you get? Because because again, three uh, Jack talks about the West Ham fans. Their sense of entitlement. So, I mean, three seasons ago, they would have expected to get Elise, not us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would, and we probably would have expected him to go to to somewhere yeah. else. But we've got him. Whether that's because of Vieira or not, I don't know. But again, for for all the small criticism we make of the coach, it's, wow, it's so exciting to watch. He's just they all are. That's the that's the thing. And that and even Ayu's movement. And again, that little bit of physicality that Ayu bought was was great. But it's very good. Yeah. Can, yes. I, can I just give one final nod that Jin to didn't hear it at the time, obviously had other things on the mind. Um, but in some of the footage the club have released since, um, the stadium announcer announcing Michael Elise's goal may be the most despondent stadium <laughs> announcement <laughs> I think I've it's ever just, heard. Number seven, not heard yeah. number seven, Michael Elise. And it's just <laughs> like, and he gets his name, doesn't say his name properly, <laughs> disrespectful, yeah. who cares? But it's just that it's so despondent, it's unbelievable. Fantastic. Uh, right, okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to switch things up a little bit because we're going to go straight to questions. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. 
Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com commercials. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Welcome back to the Fucking Fan Podcast. Hey. Sponsored this week by graphic designer and Palace fan Matthew J. Wood is offering 20% off his entire range of Palace prints, mugs, canvases and frames until the end of November. Grab yours and get the discount at matthewjiwood.com and enter the code <laughs> TYPICALPALACE. That's all one word in capitals. Uh, right, question time. Because uh, I feel like we always run out of time for questions. So I'm going to give the listeners a bit more time for questions this week. Starting with Leif Anderson's forehead. Hey, hey, I leave. I leave. And Jerome Gavin. Hey, Jerome. And they both say performance of the season or most complete performance of the season, says Jerome. Kevin, what do you think? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. But I mean, there's been there's been hints at it. You know, 40 minutes in the first half at Southampton. Um, a couple of, you know, 15 minutes against Leeds, half an hour against Wolves. But no, for, to do that for 90 minutes, um, to take a game to West Ham at their stadium. Of course, absolutely. And you couldn't, every single player got at least an eight. Yeah, that's, that takes a lot of doing. Everyone did their job really well. Just Anyone that might rival it for me would be Villa at home. But as for Kevin's reasons, I think outlined in terms of being away from home, dominating a team that were expected to be top half this season, I, I think that probably edges it for me. And expected uh, to and expected to beat us as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Jerome adds on his maybe harsh on Eddie, who has been good, but is it worth sticking with this lineup at least away from home, Kevin? I'd, I'd be really interested to see what he does against for it. I think it would be. I, I'd be amazed if he does change it. Really, I don't mm. see how you can justify changing it. And I, I think rather than saying it's harsh on on Edward, just say. Uh, yeah, which is ironic because two weeks ago I was thinking we haven't got a squad. Now I'd just say <laughs> it, it just points to the fact that we have other players that that can come in. I, I think the way Vieira's mindset is that if somebody plays well, he'll keep them in and, until he needs to replace them. So I, I, Forrest's two centre backs are quite old fashioned, tough centre. So I think he might he might keep Ayu there just for a bit of protection of Wilf I don't know I'll be interested to see what he does but you, you, you couldn't uh, complain if he didn't change that team 
No, I don't, I don't think Edward could complain if he no, no, absolutely straight away. I think, yeah. um, and what a joker to have off the bench as well. Absolutely. Um, I think one of the reasons we only made one sub on Sunday was the lack of options available. I think Malcolm Abue was was really the only option he would have had to put on, and, and if we were chasing the game, it would have been a good option. But yeah, I, I think if Edward is available for selection on Sun on uh, Saturday, sorry, um, I, I think he'll be starting on the bench. I, I think that the team is unchanged for Sunday. Yeah, not not to jump ahead to part four, Jim, but um, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> Well, that would be my expectation. No, we've got two games to do in part four. Uh, part four because we've got the Newcastle game tomorrow night. Oh, we'll we skim, we we skim over do that. Do we have to do that? Do you, I mean, because he, I think he said he's going to play a strong team. So I think you, your point about unchanging the team is probably is probably from right. league from league game. I, I think we'll see uh, plenty of changes tomorrow night in Newcastle. I hope so. Let's um, uh, quickly on the goal. One of you sort of mentioned this in part one. Palace Ash says, um, hey, "Hi Palace Ash." Ash. How yes. does Zaha manage to get such a powerful shot with zero follow through? Not a technique I've seen much of. It was a punchy shot, Kevin, wasn't it? It, it was. I'm, I'm a, it's a little bit annoyed. I think it's because so many other good things happened. Uh, I'm a little bit annoyed that no one mentioned the technique. Uh, he was lucky in a sense that the keeper was really unbalanced. The keeper mm. was still yeah. uh, dealing with the angle. SA did brilliantly to, to A, to win it, B, to get it into Wilf. And that Wilf, that Wilf sort of stumbled turn, but it's a fantastic finish. It's a really good finish. To generate that much power, as Ash says, with no backlift, was, was great technique. Yeah, real striker's goal, Jack. Fantastic, instinctive. Uh, Eze's response to... I mean, Thibaut Kerr is getting a lot of grief for his lack of yeah. control, but Craig Dawson's put it at him hip yeah, high. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely dreadful. That's exactly how you don't play the last five minutes and a half. But um, it, I saw the question before we started recording, and the only goal that it kind of struck me was his thunderbolt against Chelsea um, during lockdown when from a 1,000 yards out. And that didn't have much of a backlift, so... He's clearly very powerful. He's got he's got that in him, but it's a great finish. And Fabianski wasn't set because Craig Dawson <laughs> wasn't supposed to do what he did, and and Kera didn't do what he was supposed to do. But um, I think the speed of the finish probably beat him more than anything. It was um, yeah, really fantastic finish, and um, another one closer to a hundred so for Palace. Yeah. Where's he now? Where's he now? Uh, uh, hang on, I will. But still to, only come back to me. Sixty-seven was it? 67? I think I think sixty-seven goals makes him sixty-eighth. Right. In the Premier Premier League all time. Chasing down Callum Wilson. Did you say Callum? A level with Callum Wilson, Callum I think. Level. Okay. Well, yeah. there's still only four players have scored more goals than him this calendar year. Yeah, really. In the Premier League. But actually, Jim, you make a good point there. It occurred to me, it was a, a proper striker's finish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, hit it early. Yeah. Hit him early. Ding. And Craig Dawson was the other side. Um, and Craig Dawson couldn't get to him. So, yeah, because it would have been so well. It, 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 yeah. Would have yeah. been, been a red card. Would have been a charge of the penalty. I, I have to say as well, I thought Wilf's. I think it's only matched the day that showed it, but Wilf's interview afterwards. Yeah, I've not was, seen this. It was brilliant when he he just he's he had a look of fierce determination on his face, and he was clearly still full of adrenaline. And he just said, "I've I sat them down and said we can't be bullied yeah. away from home." I've said we've got the most talented players here, but I've been I've been fed up with going away from home and getting bullied. And today we weren't we stood up. Like, it's like, well, what, well, well, Wilf, okay. He is a he is a captain on the pitch, isn't he? Without it's, without, without the arm battle, absolutely without a doubt. Um, Jim Wilf's sixty yeah. seventh Premier League goal. I think 89th of the club altogether. So that makes him 68th in the Premier League of all time. Oh. So, but to score a goal at West Ham and actually overtake 
West Ham's top Premier League goal scorer of all time, Paolo Di Canio, just had a slightly uh, wow, very lovely good. touch to it. Yeah. Um, just on the Elise goal, I probably should have prepped you guys with this beforehand, but I apologise. But Kyle McCandlish Hi, Kyle. says, as far as last minute winners go, does it get any better than this? Not for, not, for not for me in the not for me in the away end. Um, I'm, I'm sure the those of you in the away end at Southampton when Wilf scored probably celebrated as hard. That was the last last minute winner. But um, it, yeah, this was the last kick winner, wasn't it? This was the, the last, last kick winner, kick. and it's West Ham, yeah. and it's, and it's West, West Ham. Ham. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was a great one. I can't think of too many last minute. I mean, uh, I, I mean, last minute winner. I always think that to Watford at home a couple of years ago. We scored two in injury time. Um, in Roy's first MacArthur. season, MacArthur and yeah. um, yeah, Bakary Sacco, good. but that no, was Sunday was was right up there. That that's one to that's one for the books, as my cousin yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that goal, then uh, Tim Bayers, Tim Bayers, uh, said. Uh, now Tim emailed in previously and forgot a few people's names, so he's now said, uh, "Hi Jim, Rob, Jack, Kevin, Dom, Grace, Andy, <laughs> Adam, Joe, and Team. Did I get everyone in this time? I hope so. Thank you, Tim. I think that's pretty much everyone." Um, apparently, during the UK-France cultural event last month, uh, last month, Arsene Wenger told Michael Alise to score more goals. Nice return so far. Is Ebbs next one up for the Wenger pep talk? If not, who? Hope you're getting some sleep, Jim. <laughs> Thanks. Take care and cheers all, Tim. Lovely message. Uh, yeah, do we have Wenger to thank then, Kevin? Uh, I, I think we've probably got Vieira to thank more than yeah, yeah. Arsene Wenger, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. I, I, th- I think he makes a good point about Ebbs. I mean, I, I think everyone was surprised. Was it, was it only six minutes when he s- s- pulled that shot in the first yeah. half, really yeah. early on? Yeah, yeah, very quick. I very thought we expected on. him to score. Uh, uh, interesting what you say about Wilf instinctive finish. Ebbs, Eze looks like he's more likely to score from 20 yards than from, from yeah. six. Agreed. Um, but I mean, if both of them, could, if they could chip in with eight goals a season between each, that's going to be a, a, a great return. But if they keep making goals for other players, I'd be just as happy. To be perfectly honest, Ebb's had two in the second half, where one he brings down magnificently yeah. with his chest, um, and he's just muscled out. I think there were claims for a penalty. I don't think it was. I thought Cresswell did what he had to do there. But the second one. <laughs> He literally falls over when he when he could be having a shot, and I just think he was off balance. But that's when I thought, oh, I don't think it's going to be our day. I, I just thought on another day he he would put that away. When it wasn't meant to be, he he slipped over. But he's certainly getting in positions, um, and his goal return. That's why I thought he'd put that one away, Kevin, in the first half when it was yeah. pulled back to him. I really thought, oh, here we go. But yeah, hopefully um, that continues after after the World Cup because his goal return up to Christmas. Um, whether he scores against Forest or not was is actually a pretty decent return. So, yeah, hopefully that continues beyond the World Cup. We we had a game, and I can't remember if it was the very end of Roy or the beginning of Patrick, where we had no touches in the opposition box throughout the whole game. It was away from home, no touches in the opposition box. And, and on Sunday we had, I think the final figure was about 47, 48, which yeah. is astonishing, really. Yeah, yeah. real dominance. I think I think Ebbs will. I think there'll be a season where he will do 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 a Lampard and start arriving in the box and and, and scoring a lot of goals. And I think he will add that to his game. And again, he's only young as well. So yeah, of course, twenty four. Yeah, lots of time to add to it. But he does seem to be this season getting into more of those positions. It's very very encouraging. He's he's fearless. I think it, it will click. Yeah. It will click for him. He is fearless. He takes the ball wherever he's he's on the pitch. He's always there. He's always open. And he and he travels and he travels quickly. It's it's an incredible weapon for us to have. Really quickly, um, the penalty 
I mean, mm. no one's actually asked any questions about it, and I probably should have asked. It's because it. we won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, part one. The penalty that was given Kevin for the tug by Anderson on Antonio and then overturned. Okay. Um, I obviously no, had the good. benefit of watching from home and watched the multiple sort of replays. Um, it was one of those where it was really hard. I actually think there was a tiny tug on the short, but it was so oh, minimal, wow. and Antonio made, made a massive deal of it. But then... The rule is, and I feel like it changed all the time. The rule is, was it a clear and obvious error? And I, I, I don't know if it was, but obviously I'm delighted it was overturned. What was it? What was your thoughts on it? Well, I thought it's strange because it, it, he clearly took his time to think about giving the penalty, and then to me looked like he'd regretted it immediately. Uh, I thought it was very funny on Saturday night, Mika Richards complaining about what a shameful dive it was. And Alan Shearer saying he was your best mate last week when he was on the show. You said he was the, but the best forward. I, I, I think Gay, he, he's not lucky. I think he doesn't close his hand enough. I mean, it's, this is... Oh, was it conversa- Gay? Sorry, I said that. It was Gay. I mean, this is a conversation that would never have happened before VAR. You can find a reason to disallow anything or allow anything with VAR. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't actually close his hand and grab it. I think also the... Re- it, if he gave the penalty, he'd have to send him off. Yeah. He'd have to send it because he made no attempt. This whole double jeopardy thing is only if a player makes a genuine attempt to play the ball right. and doesn't win it, then you don't get sent off if the penalty is given. He'd have had to. He'd have had to interpret that as a stopping a clear goal scoring opportunity. I don't think Antonio was going to reach the ball anyway. I think it had got ahead of him. I think it was a dive. Having said that, if it had been the other way around, I'd probably still be cross now. But I think he was aware that Gay he would have had to go, and that would have been a a really soft yeah. sending off. And Antonio, it, it doesn't matter what size a player is because then you can start saying, well, Elise, he, he will go down easily because he's only little. But that doesn't matter what size he is. But he felt the touch. He knew he lost the ball. He went down. I, I don't think the ref had the best. You could see the ref sort of looking around mm-hmm. another player before he gave it. I, I, it's, I hate VAR, but I'll, I'm like a caller to six oh six. That's just doing what it's doing, it's doing what it's <laughs> it, meant to do. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't too dissimilar to the penalty that De Bruyne won in the last minute for City. Probably a bit more contact, but the way that they both fell was so so theatrical. But I, I, I think the problem is if you look at that, the Forest game, the Forest Brentford game. I mean, there were there were there were penalties. There were much more contact that weren't given. Yeah. So I, I don't think he could really give that after seeing it on VAR again. But isn't it mad with VAR, Jack, that we are talking about, is the defender's hand open or closed? Or closed yeah. I mean, it, it, it's got to that level now of analysis. I think Paul Tierney's given it because of VAR. He he knows that there's the insurance for him yeah. that VAR Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. will go back. And if we're talking about, is his hand closed or not? Because, you know, in terms of giving that penalty, Paul Tierney's in the, got the wrong angle and he did give himself a moment before he actually awarded the penalty. And I think he's given it in this era of VAR. I think four seasons ago, he's probably not given that penalty because he's not 100% certain that, that Mark Gay has pulled a shirt back. I mean, what's funny being in the away end in, in the modern age of, of bowl at home, I guess, is you're getting your own VAR from your mates who are at home watching it yeah. on, on, a, on, a, on a stream. It's um, yeah. It's... it's very different, and, and before the uh, the referee had gone and performed the performative nonsense that is going to the monitor and coming back and putting the the square up, um, most of us in the away end were pretty certain it was going to be overturned because we've got our own vars at home saying that yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. not a penalty. So I can't, I can't. How how did they restart that, Jack? Then just gave it to Vicente, I think. 
Is that what it just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think Good. he rolled it. But funny enough, um, the length of time that... That all took a good two or three minutes. Was the two or three minutes that we used yeah. to go and score the winner? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. I, so I, thanks, Michael Antonio. That's, yeah. that's two assists for the one yeah. goal. Thanks very much. <laughs> the, the other problem for the ref, of course, is because he did give himself a bit of time before he gave it, but that's just interpreted by every pundit and commentator as West Ham players getting in his ear and telling him it's a. It's yeah. a penalty, which is not happening because we know whatever you think about our referees' quality, their integrity is is second to none. I would argue. So I I, uh, I, I think Paul Tierney's actually one of the better is, referees in the Premier League this season, um, and he had very good control of the game. Um, so I think certain referees are using VAR better than other referees, and if VAR is a tool to be used, yeah. then I think it's right that he gave the. How am I going to say? I think it's right that he gave the penalty so it could be overturned because I think if he hadn't been given it and it was a penalty, then that's probably a worse mistake from the referee yeah, yeah, yeah. given the angle that he was at. That's yeah, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I completely agree. And I don't want to sort of credit referees too much, but it, it is a difficult situation, I think, tr- knowing how to use VAR. And I know we're two seasons in now, two seasons in, three seasons in. Three, I think it's the third season. They're third, still third, learning, season I think. Season yeah, four. fourth. Oh, okay, maybe not then, but it does 19, feel like they're 19, still... 19, 20, 2021, 20, 21, 22, yeah. fourth season. It yeah. does feel like they're still learning how to use it. As you say, some refs have got a grip on maybe how to use it in terms of flow of the game, and some others yeah. haven't. We were, yeah. we were talking to someone, uh, I won't name him, but he's a, a recently retired... Uh, I won't name him, I can't remember his name, to be perfectly honest. But <laughs> he, he was... Um, he wasn't won't name assi- him? Can't name him. Can't name him. He, he was an assistant ref until about two seasons ago. He said... He said it really, a lot of it depends on the relationship, how senior the referee on the pitch is compared to how senior the referee at right. Stockley Park is. Yeah. He said, if you're a new referee on the pitch and you've got Mike Dean and VAR, you're not refereeing the game. Yeah. Basically, Mike Dean's refereeing the game pretty much, and he will tell you what to it, Mike Dean will call you to the screen and just say, look at the screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nod, now nod your head. Yeah. Now hold the, news, hold the it's newspaper. It's like nightmare, one step on. left, it, basically, two steps yeah. left. But if you've got an, an experienced referee and an inexperienced one in the in the box, yeah. it's, it's a really different dynamic. And hey, I, I still think we still we still haven't quite cut the, the the length of time it's taking VAR to sort yeah. things out is is an issue. And it, you, when it's a penalty that we get the benefit of, you go take as long as you want. Yeah. Otherwise, I kind of think if you can't find a reason to disallow a go after thirty seconds, it's a goal. What What's odd with that is we're about to go into a World Cup where it's going to be quicker than what we're seeing in domestic football. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, given what we saw at the Euros, Kevin, we we know that Patrick Vera didn't listen last week, but one man who might have listened was Michael Salisbury, who you gave praise to because he was the VAR. Was he? After very two good. weeks, or two very weeks on the good. Nod. Good knowledge. Wow. Good. Very knowledge. good. Very, yeah. very good. Um, let's move on to questions then. Oh, three questions in one. I'm going to send you here, all on a similar theme, uh, from uh, Andy. Hi, Andy. 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 If we're 10th in the break, do you think the owners will consider our squad good enough to survive or do you think they'll try and get some extra bodies in? Stick or twist? Hmm. I'm not sure we have enough for contingency plan if players get injured. Pete M83. Hi, Pete. Hi, Pete. Similar vein. Will parish points... Oh, hang on. Will parish points be fixed and correct for a European tour? <laughs> Very nice, Pete. Thank you. Uh, seriously, though, it would be good to get some more strength in deck. Five sub rulers a killer to put us on the table after the break. And then following behind... I says think. hello following oh sorry that's it <laughs> sorry no sorry that's, that's the name of the, uh, the instagram handle hello uh you can buy one player this january what position is he playing in so i guess there are two questions there kevin will we yeah and where 
Do you know the five sub thing's really interesting? Because I was so, so against it. I still am. But it hasn't, for me, disrupted the game as much as I thought it would have done. And in fact, if anything, it's benefited the teams that are making fewer substitutions, I think, than those teams that are... Uh, uh, I still haven't got a full handle on how many and when you can do it, but I, it's... it's At the moment, I mean, you certainly... You look at Liverpool, it hasn't given them the advantage that you think it, it may have done, or Man United or Chelsea. Uh, I think... I think we will bring talent in in the summer, in the in January. Um, I think after the Everton game, I would have said it was a hundred percent. Because but now the league table looks a little bit less crammed than it was certainly where we are, and we could go in seventh. We could go in to the World Cup ahead of Chelsea, ahead of Brighton. We were ahead of Liverpool for a glorious half hour on 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 Sunday. Um, I, 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 my instinct is, and I don't know this, but my instinct is there are a couple of transfers that we nearly got over the line in the summer and didn't. And I think they will happen. And, and I, I think one of them is another holding holding midfield player. Mm. I, I think there will be a couple as as to where as to where we need to strengthen. I, I think we do need we need cover at fullback. I, I think. I mean, I know Chris Richards was meant to be the cover for the fullbacks and the centre back. But you know, Tompkins was on the bench on Sunday, which was which was great. He's a fantastic player, but yeah, you know, we should be beyond the stage where Tompkins is is playing. For, he he was a very he was a top class central defender, but yeah, we should be beyond that now. And, and if you look at the two first choice central defenders, one of whom is still only twenty twenty one, the other is twenty three, and you look at Tompkins, who's thirty three. Mm. Believe that, that, mm. I think that's. I think we do need cover uh, across the back. I'd, I'd be. I'd be happy. Yeah, I, Conor Gallagher's name is going to be thrown about from now till January the thirty first or whatever. I think what's happening at Chelsea is really interesting. It hasn't taken long for Chelsea fans to turn. It's, it's taken two bad results for Chelsea fans to suddenly go from yeah up and coming next England manager to manager of Brighton why have we got him <laughs> so I think it, uh, uh, you know it's going to be very interesting to see what happens here and what Gallagher does I think if Gallagher's not in the England squad I'd be amazed if he's not if he's not in the England squad I think he might find himself back at, back at Sellers Park possibly for the rest of the season I wouldn't I don't think that is going to happen but we haven't used it either loan option so far, have we? We've got no, we haven't filled either loan we haven't filled either loan spot, which is unusual for us. Uh, it may be that there the club have decided we don't need to spend a lot of money on wages for a player when we've got quality already. I mean, we've certainly got enough goals in us to be looking at the top end of the table rather than looking over our shoulders. Uh, but I, I think there will be a couple of players brought in. I don't think there's the necessity that I thought there was two weeks ago. Um, it's 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 very much down to Vieira, isn't it? It's yeah, or, yeah. Or, or also injuries. You know, if we do suddenly, have... we're not we're not. I mean, again, it, we could find ourselves if Gay goes to the World Cup and Anderson, we could find ourselves two centre backs down. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, that, that that World Cup is going to be one where squads are going to have to be used because. <laughs> It's yeah. going to be de- any team who stays a long time in that competition. It's going to be debilitating, and they're going. Yeah, you know, the, the, our season starts 
a week later. I mean, if, if England gets to the semi-finals, if Denmark gets to the semi-finals, they're back playing Fulham on Boxing Day eight or nine days later after yeah. Yeah. seven or eight games in debilitating heat because people forget it's it might be winter out there, but it's still going to be yeah. hotter than most of those players have ever played in. So the potential for injuries is is one. So I'd be amazed. I'd be amazed if we didn't have a couple of players lined up. But I don't think there's anything. There's no sense of panic buying going on. I don't think. Jack. Yeah, I think there's there's room for additions. Um, it's just pleasing to not be in a place like Wolves, who are desperate for a striker. Yeah. So anyone that they go knocking for yeah. will have another twenty five percent put on yeah. put on their fee. So we're in a good place to negotiate. Um, Chris Rich is an interesting one, isn't he? Because I think the expectation was that he was going to come and, and get minutes to go to the World Cup. I think the chances are he's now not going to go to the yeah. World Cup. Right. So actually he's going to have more of a pre-season in November and December than he probably did in the pre-season. So he actually might be kind of a new signing come December, yeah. January, which yeah, yeah. is which is a way of looking at it. But yeah, I'm with Kevin. I think there's, there's, there's um, certain parts of the squad fullback being one, regardless of whether Richards is... Is fit because Richards can't cover fullback and centre half. Um, if he's called upon for one of those, central midfielder. Again, if if there are deals to be done, I think there is. And obviously, as, as Kevin mentioned, if if that deal could be done, um, it, it would be amazing. I I'm not as hopeful. I I think he's good at Chelsea for at least the rest of this season. I think Potter's used him enough since coming in to indicate that yeah. he is of of flavour to. Um, uh, to Potter, um, but yeah, the, the candle remained burning for Connor for all of us. So I'm, I'm sure if we can, and then maybe well, another well, at, another attacking option. Possibly, I think there were rumours at the weekend that Malcolm Abue might be let out. I don't think we let him out on loan unless there is addition to the squad. Yeah. Given that on Sunday he was the only attacking yeah. option. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jean Philippe. Jean Philippe was there. Yeah. But in terms of wide wide attacker, um, then then yeah, but deals to be done. I mean, we're on course to finish on after a very decent return over the last six weeks or so we're on course to finish on 55 or 56 points which last year was more than enough for Europa conference um so you know while we can get excited the projection is that we are on course for a very decent points return this season obviously I know projection is very different we've only played 13 of 38 games but you know if if you're looking at analytics as I'm sure those that make decisions regarding recruitment the signs are good and to see that through to the rest of the season on to may then it it's not a bad a bad gamble depending well, also, on what the gamble is also if you if you look at stat i mean the everton game skewed it a bit but mm-hmm. that apart we've taken points against all the teams that you would consider to be teams around us. Yeah, we're winning that league. So, yeah. So if you say, well, okay, we, we and that includes Liverpool, by the way, this season. So <laughs> if you say, right, we, we won't get points from Arsenal, uh, Man City, Chelsea, possibly Chelsea, mm. that still leaves a lot of points. And, and we're, we're getting those points against those yeah. those teams. And once again, can we point out that Neil at Newcastle was looking again yeah, yeah, week on week. better week on week on week. So yeah. I I think I, I actually from not wanting to look at the league table after the Everton game, I'm really enjoying looking at the league table at the moment. And I, I think a, a positive result against Forest, and I think we've kind of slipped away from the we're, we're a, a lot of points, you know. Mm. Um, there are teams down there that are worse than us, without a doubt. And I, I think, I think if we can get a win at Forest, I, I would happily predict there won't be a piece of paper coming out this year. Oh, big prediction! Yeah. Let me put this question to you both then, really quickly. Then, final question this week from FPL Taxi. 
I check. Who says, uh, does 19 points from 13 games, which we currently are, obviously, you know, would be more if we get a result of the weekend, uh, mean we can enjoy the World Cup? Or are we back to, oh, hang on, hang on. Or are we back to looking over our shoulders if we lose at Forest? Kevin, you can enjoy the World Cup where? I'm going to enjoy it. Well, there's, there's part of me, the, you know, the right on lefty, trendy liberal, liberal that wants yeah, to yeah. avoid yeah. every game. But yeah, I'll, I'm going to be up at 10 o'clock in the morning pretending I'm, I'm, I'm not going to work. I'm watching four games a day till I get, <laughs> till I get bored. But there is, I, I don't care what anybody says, uh, it, it, I'm going to enjoy it much more. Uh, already knowing that we can't finish, be lower than tenth going into the yeah. uh, into the World Cup, uh, knowing that there is a, a gap between us and the bottom three teams going into the World Cup, it's going to make it far more. In fact, I, I, a part of me wishes because I was after the Everton game, I was going to like bring the World Cup on now and have four weeks yeah, off yeah, yeah. without worrying. Now I'm a bit cross. We have actually got got the World Cup coming. Yeah. I was going to say that actually, Jack. But, but, but actually, but, the yeah. World Cups. Come at the, a bad the, time. The, the yeah. thing is, as well, we look at the games we've got when we get back. I think mean, we've got Fulham, Fulham and Bournemouth. Fulham and Bournemouth. Yeah. So again, they're games you would you would hope to get points from. Then we starts to get a little bit tricky with yeah. a couple of decent games. So, but again, the confidence. If you get the confidence, when you're going into New Year and you're sixth, seventh, and you've got another couple of players, I, I think we can cause problems for any team. Now, I think we're a, I think we're a better team than we were. At the start of the season already, I think the, the, the uh, Vieira's worked on things. Mm-hmm. Like we said right at the start, he's 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 clearly decided right. This is this is the system. This is what we've settled on. This is how we're going to play it. Uh, he'll be bringing players in to strengthen that system, I think. And now I think I think for the first time, we, other teams will be going. Hang on a second, this is a decent team, mate. We can't. We have to take these teams seriously. Yeah. Pure football fandom. If you'd said to me at one fifty-five. On Sunday, four points from West Ham and Nottingham Forest. I'd have bitten your hand off for Absol- it. Absolutely. And now I want six out of six. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and anything less than that, you're like, oh, that's a pity, isn't it? But yeah. I mean, a, a four point return from two away games would be great. But Forest are bottom of the league for a reason. And as Selzy said, he's seen them, I think, eight times due to contractual reasons, I understand. Yeah. He's seen them many times this season. And we should beat Nottingham Forest on Saturday. So, yeah. you know, it would be a great thing to finish this half a season as it is, although not playing half a season, with 22 points would be fantastic. But then you're also the bittersweet moment of, oh, momentum's going to be killed because, you know, there are, you know, four or five players are flying off and yeah. and it kind of kills momentum. But anyway, we'll deal with that when we deal with it. Let, let's let's yeah, beat yeah. Forest and see what we do. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Thank you very much for all your questions, listeners. Uh, quick break coming up now. And then after that, winners and losers. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. 
Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When it comes to business and meeting travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold your meeting or the innovative industries that will make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insights said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when work wraps up for the day, the evening is just getting started. I'd love to tell you about all the 46 Michelin-rated restaurants, or the array of outstanding dishes that'll have you coming back again and again. But executive chef Guillaume Rabine of Lake Nona Wave Hotel can sum it up better than me. Orlando has a world of artisans, so you can try incredible cuisines from across the globe. It's so true, and there's so much more. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the Five Five Podcast. Hey! Sponsored this week by Matthew J.I. Wood, a graphic designer and Palace fan who's offering 20% off his entire range of Palace prints, mugs, and canvases and frames until the end of November. Get your discount by entering the code TYPICALPALACE, that's all one word, TYPICALPALACE, at the checkout at MatthewJIWood.com. Right. Uh, this is a patron-only section, of course. Uh, so the patrons will hear our winners and losers. And if you're not on the patron, you'll hear a clip from the post-match pod. This weekend, uh, let's make the split now. Adam, what were your thoughts overall of the performance and then of the win as well? Um, right, I, I suppose I've got mixed emotions in the sense that if you'd have offered me the draw before the game, I'd have snapped your hand off and said, I'll take it. I thought it'd be really, really difficult. As the game played out, I was really frustrated until we scored at the end that we hadn't put the game away and finished them off because we were very, very dominant in long periods of the game. Possession, I think we had three times as many shots, three times as many shots on target. But we seemed so wasteful in the final third. That that final pass, that last choice, that right decision, you know, where we've overplayed or taken a touch too much or Heze falling over with a goal at his mercy in the second half and stuff. It just... I would have been really, really disappointed with the draw over the game. But luckily, Michael Elise's quality 
kicked in at the end and the deflection off Aaron Cresswell who um, someone I see at my barber's quite a lot he's a really nice fellow actually but uh, I'll at least be able to talk to him about that rather than the 35 yarder he scored for Ipswich against us about 10 years ago a bit too much of a close shave for him wasn't it eh? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm there tomorrow so we'll see how we get on if he's in, does he run the barber's is that his side gig right outside and he's always there so uh, right. he's a nice fellow actually I have to say but he it's um, you know we got a little bit fortunate with the deflection and obviously it skewed the ball up over over the top of Fabianski I mean the, the annoyance for me was not making Fabianski make enough saves considering the amount of the ball we had but with the, and also I think when we're attacking that sort of final killer pass or touch and it, and, and it, it, it sort of it had echoes of the first half against Southampton last week you know where we played really nice football it was great to watch and all that but you're not making it stick are you you're not making not you're not ruthless enough to sort of see the game out and and you know as it we got into that last 20 minutes it got a bit more even the game I thought and they started to sort of have a few moments without really troubling Vicente too much but it, it got a little bit more oh I thought the game was petering out into a draw you know I, but you know we luckily came up with the with the goods at the death and um, got what we deserved and should have got but I think you know it's a little bit it's a little bit of a frustration or concern in the sense that which I shouldn't be saying when we've just won at West Ham which is a great away victory by the way a great away so don't say but it. no no but it, I think it, I think it would be wrong not to say last season you know we we tossed away too many points, you know, and this season we still got that sort of sloppy. We've got to be more ruthless. We've got to be more. When we're in the ascendancy, we have to take charge and wrap the game up. You know, and I'm saying to Ed, we're sitting together in the first half in the press pit. The first 15 minutes, I said, we look like a Champions League team that's playing a newly promoted team away from home. We're dominating the ball. We're absolutely on top of the game. And then Ben Rama comes up the other end and shows that little bit of quality or that that ruthless streak, 20 yards, 25 yards, top corner, bang, finish, 1-0 down. And that's the problem with the league that we're in because players can do that to you and it was totally David Moyes just said in there you know it's totally against the run of play and it was but that was a sort of ruthless streak if you like that we didn't show so fortunately we, we, we actually got into the game for, for not got into the game so wrong term we actually had our success in terms of goals for cashing in on their errors if you like not from all our good play despite having so much of the ball you know the first goal you know we've nicked the ball from uh, the right back it's, I think it was Dawson that gave him the ball in the first place it was, and, it, and, and he's ended up getting caught we've cashed in Wilfred ruthless bang goal do you know what I mean and the second goal you know, Antonio's ended up echoes of uh, of the 2-2 draw at Sellers Park, clipping the ball into the goalie's hands, and three three seconds later, the ball's at the other end of the pitch, and and there's a goal. So, but I do, you know, I I think overall, you know, I'm coming here saying to you, it's a great result. I'm over the moon, but I'm sort of slightly 
edgy or, or uncomfortable with the fact that it ended up having to be the way that it did when I just wish that we would we would find this kind of edge to us where when we're in charge we bury teams and we don't let them out you know it, it feels a little bit like the Wenger kind of perfect goal disease that Arsenal had under his tutelage and it kind of it makes sense that Vieira, the Vieira who who probably learned a lot of his trade under under that manager would have a similar kind of problem we do seem to be a little bit kind of we get to the edge of the box, but do a lot of the work around it, but never kind of seem to to, ball, to find yeah. that final ball, do we, Ed? What, what were your thoughts on that? I, I mean, think in, in terms of that, maybe it's the lack of a, of a focal point. Um, you know, no, no Edward today. I think he's done he's done the job really well in the past couple of weeks, and he's kind of developed into that that forward who can lead the line in the Premier League by himself. But when you've only got, uh, Selzy said it uh, said it to me during the press box. You know, you've got these street footballers who not, who like to play intricate passes in between each other. Um, there's no focal point there to hold the ball up to maybe to, to, to do a different route maybe go stop trying to maybe go route one instead of um, passing the ball around and always looking for the perfect goal but just in terms of today I thought I thought you know coming here no Edouard Decore obviously not 100% match fit um, I would have taken a point at the start of the game. So to come to come away with three, it's excellent. Um, yeah, I had this weird like for me, it was like this weird vision of things going horribly wrong because I, you, you just you. But we've come here so so often now and and collected points off West Ham. I think I, I saw I saw Tom Dutty. I, I was saying on in the first half that that he said something like that. Since promotion, West Ham are the one team that we've taken the most points off, I think. 19 points over the last, since promotion, which is an, an insane number, really. When you consider that West Ham are kind of an established side, and especially now in this stadium and playing in Europe, you think that they would be dominant at home. But we, we just completely took control of that game, didn't we? And as you say, the first half, we, we, we kind of should have really made more of it. And then the second half, they kind of arguably... Because it, it became more end-to-end, it actually allowed us to be better on the counter-attack. And that actually put them at, at threat, didn't it, in the end, with, with Elise's goal? I think, you know, we, you have to be balanced when, you, you know, and win, lose or draw, there are always lots of areas for improvement. And, you know, the, the, that sort of final pass that you were talking about was the big thing that was missing from the game, you know. And like Ed said, perhaps with a proper centre forward, but that's that's a failing on the club, really. You know, to be in the Premier League for ten seasons, we're missing Edward for one game, and we don't have anything other than Mateta as an option as a striker, and we're playing Wilfred as a sort of. I mean, don't get me wrong; he didn't do a bad job, but it does restrict you. And what we did very well, for instance, every corner. We had to play short and work the ball because Dawson and Zuma are going to dominate us in the air, aren't they? They're going to win everything. And Dawson gave us a little Julian Speroni reminder in the second half and it was quite a heavy old challenge. I'm going to say this and and I'm going to say this (laughs) nicely. We might need to bleep this. No, no, he's a (laughs) f***. He's a f***. Right, that's the second goalkeeper now yeah, for Palace that I he's tried to nail, was, and it's unacceptable. Yeah. Like, I, and, and I kind of think like you cannot get away with that kind of shit. Someone needs to put him, put bring him down a level. Well, I'm sorry, it, it just was, annoys it me. Was, it was pretty. I, I thought it was a little bit heavy. The challenge it wasn't quite on the wasn't quite on the uh, Julian level from uh, the West Brom game where it was elbow first as well. But that was a a, a pretty heavy. Heavy old lunge and, and smash, really. So, um... uh, 
that was winners and losers. If you didn't hear that, you're on the public feed, uh, then you can join at patreon.com slash FYP podcast to hear that every week, plus all the other benefits. Uh, right, quick break. When we come back, uh, Newcastle, but mainly Forest Away preview. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When it comes to business and meeting travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold your meeting or the innovative industries that will make you feel right at home. But Dr. Michael Edwards of Ocean Insights said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when work wraps up for the day, the evening is just getting started. I'd love to tell you about all the 46 Michelin-rated restaurants, or the array of outstanding dishes that'll have you coming back again and again. But executive chef Guillaume Rabin of Lake Nona Wave Hotel can sum it up better than me. Orlando has a world of artisans, so you can try incredible cuisines from across the globe. It's so true, and there's so much more. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. This summer, go to the movies. Projected on the side of a mountain. Discover a new favorite restaurant. Your campsite. Find yourself when you lose your signal. Discover a new playlist. Mother Nature. Make your summer special at the Kia Summer Sales Event with a dependable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Event ends 7523. Welcome back to the Fucking Fan Podcast. Hey! Sponsored by Matthew J.I. Woods, a graphic designer and massive Palace fan who's offering 20% off his range of prints, mugs, canvases, and frames. Uh, go to MatthewJIWoods.com, enter the code Typical Palace, all one word in capitals, uh, and that runs until the end of November. Uh, thank you very much to Matthew for joining us this week and sponsoring the pod. Absolute legend. Um, right. 
I say two games. I mean, some people might be listening to this by the time we played Newcastle um, in the League Cup tomorrow night. Uh, and then it's Forest away at the weekend. Do we want to talk about Newcastle at all, Kevin, or just go straight to Forest? All, all I will say is, and I, I hate myself for saying this, because I think the Carabao Cup should be respected as a as a competition. Uh, and again, as each season starts, I think that might be the one that we, we win. But just for once, with the Forest game coming up on Sunday, I'd be more than happy to see Gyro start tomorrow night, to see Jean-Philippe start. I, I, would, I know... Uh, Patrick wants to respect the competition and play a strong team. I, I, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with three points and getting through to the next round of the Carabao Cup at the moment, which I, I hate myself for saying. To be perfectly honest, um, he, do, he does I, have to say that, doesn't he, Kevin? The day before the game, it, he can't it, say it, it, yeah. we're taking no one of interest. Again, when you talk about the contractual obligations, he he has to take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, also, I think as well, there's going to be players in both teams who are thinking, "I'm going. To, I'm playing in the World Cup next week." Don't make me play. I, I, I just want to get through the last game. Don't make me play this game against yeah. a, a half decent Newcastle team. I, I, all I will do is say congratulations. I know quite a few Palace fans who are going there and just say congratulations. Magnificent effort. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. I think that's probably our winners for next week's pod. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah, without a doubt. I, but I, I, I would suspect that maybe Jurgen Anderson felt his calf this afternoon. Possibly. You'd, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Just a couple of them in training. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh got, I feel a bit tight there, Gaffer. Yeah. Everyone got the ice pack. That's just <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Luca! Lucas, Luca looks. Lucas, Lucas ready. Luca, yeah, Lucas ready. Luca, Luca needs the minutes. Oh, James Tompkins can't <laughs> wait for it. Yeah, Jairus been so sharp in training. Wardy, yeah, Wardy deserves a chance. Wardy, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I would suspect Mark Gay and. Uh, Joe, uh, Jordan Ayew, another one with the World Cup on the mind, but yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. Jordan Ayew just plays football. He doesn't care; he just <laughs> just wants to play football. But yeah, I think you're, I think you're right, Kevin. I, I could see a few being left behind. And there's a Wilfred Zaha-shaped uh, cotton wool <laughs> that he needs to get into. I've got a feeling Chung Young Lee might be playing tomorrow night as a good one. Legends. Stuart, Stuart O'Keefe might Andy Dorman. Yeah, Andy having, Dorman. Said, having said that, can we just say... Adam Barrett. Connor Wickham on, Connor Wickham on Saturday. Oh, what, what a goal. What a goal from Connor Wickham. And, and such, like I said before, such a joy to see that lad who was potentially a really good Premier League Such footballer a player. to yeah. see him play football and that what a goal I mean his first goal hit his shoulder yeah. but that what a cracking goal that was. I'm, I'm really pleased to see him getting staying a bit of on the team really nice interview post-match as well yeah yeah, yeah. and said oh, I yeah. hit my shoulder and just seemed yeah. like a nice lad the other so, Palace connection to that game Kevin Phillips oh, the kit. opposing manager oh, oh, Kevin well, also um, Claret uh, Knight Blue Stripe kit Oh yeah. Oh, what for South Shields? South yes. Shields, a uh, traditional kit, Claret Light Blue Stripes. Yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Phillips has got incredible yeah. hair now. You know, well, that's, that? the, pot call, that's to... the pot calling the kettle black, isn't it? <laughs> and that's the yeah. pot calling the kettle also good hair. That's, yeah, that's that's that's. He's complimenting you. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's normally a negative. I thought that was a negative. No, no, you're no right. I'm saying that you've thank got. You. It's normally no, a negative expression, just, but you've got lovely just, hair. Thank you very much. Um, but I don't know. I'm surprised by it. I'm just surprised by it to see it. He's done a Paul. He's done a Paul Kincheski. I don't know why you're surprised by your lovely hair. You spend a lot of money. I see every day. I've spent a lot of money on products. (laughs) I know. Uh, Randall's livid. Um, Apparently, baby sick is great for hair, isn't it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't wouldn't know. (laughs) Jack Forest away. There we go. Let's get three points. Surely. (laughs) You you would expect. Now now you've said it. Now you've said it. They. um, I guess the as lovely as it would be for us to win and carry on the momentum, they must be absolutely desperate for a result on 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 uh, Saturday. And as as well as we're playing this season, 
a newly promoted team would still be looking at Palace at home as a yeah. as a winnable fixture. Um, but they've had plenty of winnable fixtures at home so far this season. Bournemouth, Fulham, Brentford, um, and and they just nicked a point from Brentford. They lost the other two as well. So they they have not done particularly well this season. And, and you know, for any newly promoted team, that was always going to be difficult. But again, the over um, the uh, sorry no, the uh, the turnover of players. At for it, it just, just has done nothing for them. Um, they have shown glimpses so far this season that they're a decent team, but I would expect us to go and win that game. But in the Premier League, you just never know. I, I think I, I would still take a point. To be perfectly honest, I, I would. I would have taken four points out of West yeah. Ham and Forest. Yeah, agreed. I think the era will be reminding his players that they beat Liverpool in the last home match, but won there. I mean, I mean, they got away with it without doubt, but they did beat Liverpool 1-0. Yeah. They have got goals in them. Mm-hmm. They do tend to concede, though. They, they, they've been scoring first in quite a few games and being pegged back. They should have lost to Brentford. It was a really, really, really scrappy goal. But hats off to them. They keep going forward. But the only worry is they've got enough decent players. That you just think every now and again, two or three of those decent players, that, that, that that's all it needs to click mm-hmm. up front for them to get a couple of goals. But you would... I, I still think Forest fans will be going to that game thinking... Yeah, four points from Brentford and Palace. That would be all right. Yeah. That would be yeah. fine. And so I, I think a lot of Forest fans will think, yeah, they won't like the atmosphere. I think they'll probably be surprised by how good our away support is. But the, with the the confidence, with the way that front forward playing, you you think there's got to be goals in it for us. And, and I I can't see him playing any other way than than being on the front foot yeah. right from the start. And I, I think if we can get the first goal in that game, as as we we are capable of. Then we should we should get a result. But again, we've been you've mentioned the word from the sponsors seven or eight times. Typical Palace. So no one no one would be surprised <laughs> if we if we did get yeah a scrappy one nil defeat. But we'll we'll see. But it's you go into it with a certain degree of confidence, and you hope that the players do the same thing. And, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Kiati plays to see whether mm. we you know oh, yeah. that argument still raises about whether or not we should stay. But I think Steve Cooper, I think if he loses that game, I think he's probably gone. Yeah, I was just thinking that even with that new contract, it could be a real, real big one for him. Their their owner is apparently an amiable chap, but his son who pulls the strings is is quite ruthless. Oh, really? They they didn't spend that amount of money to be going into the World Cup break in the bottom three. Uh, And like you say, Jack, you had a, a couple of good performances against better teams, but they're not they're not picking up the points against the teams no. around them like they, that, they should, that they should be. So that's not what they... It, it's almost a fantasy football team. Now, I, I, you know, rumours are that Steve Cooper didn't sign off on quite a few of those of those players, especially the ones that came in in the last two days. Of the season. So they're not his players. They've alienated the, the players that got them promoted. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you do? You've, you've got a, a group of players, most of whom, from what I can gather, have got relegation clauses in their contracts you've got a group of players who don't really give a monkey's whether Forest or stay up or, or don't stay up yeah. because they'll do, be getting the same amount of money next season you do get that vibe yeah. well yeah. do you both get the vibe similar to the the Holloway transfer yeah, I was going to say yeah. first season yeah, yeah, up you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they would they benefit from the switch that we benefited from I'm not saying Tony Pulis is <laughs> Is the is the answer for them, but and I don't, maybe Sean Dyche is the answer. But Sean Dyche would go in wanting a load of players signed. I just, it's a very very tricky situation for Forest. Yeah, and, um, I think what Sean Dyche would do, 
Well, Sean Dice would go in and decide the eleven players that would start in every game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they would that. know that, yeah. and they would know that, and the rest of them would have to, would have to deal with that. I think Cooper has got a lot of quality players to try and manage, and I think you're suddenly saying to a manager who who barely changed his first eleven in the championship, you're suddenly giving him yeah, players yeah. some of which he didn't want. And you've got players who are sulking if they're not being picked, but in the long run, don't know that much about the culture of the game. You haven't got some of the old Warriors, Forest players that know about the, the city ground, know about the fans. And it's it, it, it very rarely. It's like the first time Fulham tried it. It just yeah. didn't didn't work. It's I working think... better for Fulham this season. I have to say, and I've been surprised by that as I I predicted them to struggle, but Fulham have managed it much better this season. But yeah, I, I you you look at the individual players that Forrester got, and you think there's there should be a good team in there, but he just can't seem to. There's an imbalance. It. it feels and, unbalanced. And I just think there's um, I just think you look at that how players just seem to like being with each other. Yeah, there just seems to be a. a a, f- a squad feeling there. They just seem a united group of players who enjoy the football they're playing, who enjoy the manager they've got. You look at Forest, you don't really, you don't really see that. And it's, it's really interesting. Kieran and Price of Football made a very good point. It's like, how the 13 games into the season, they can't get a sponsor. I know. That's I because, that. because no one wants to pay the money for a team that they think will be in the championship next season. Yeah. Because Forrest are holding out for a much bigger deal. They're looking for 10 to 14 million when he reckons six to eight million is more realistic for a shirt front sponsor. <sighs> but but now, as each week goes by, who wants to sponsor a, a team that are probably going to be playing or quite possibly going to be playing in the championship? Next season, because no one's going to come in for a six-month deal, so they'll have to. I mean, they need they deal. need the money because they spent it all on giving they, Jesse Lingard two hundred grand a week, or whatever it is. They, I mean, their argument there is they didn't pay a fee for him, but if they go down, they're financially in a lot of trouble. But I thought when yeah. when that deal was announced, I did think that almost felt like their their their, their relegation sentence in a way because that's just such, such ridiculous spending, and it's going to cause such unharmony in the squad. It does yeah. feel it feels really unbalanced, and so no. Obviously, Lingard will get a hat trick on Saturday. Yeah, of course so, you will. And, just... and then Czech will score the fourth goal. And from the yeah, yeah, spot, yeah, yeah. Confirm that. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Great away day around. though, so anyone go and enjoy it. It's a lovely away. Yes, day. I'll be yeah, there. Yeah. It's only my third game of the season, but I will. Oh, yes. uh, you you can get, so. get oh there you go. That that adds that adds yeah. to it because you haven't seen so, us win. Yeah, yet, I haven't seen us win yet. No, so yeah. Sorry, sorry everyone. Anyway, we're back next week to talk about that. Why are you going then? Yeah, I know. I, I've asked him already. It's miles away from where you live. You've got a new baby. No, it's not. What's the matter it's with actually you? closer. Is it closer? It's actually. It's gonna. I don't know how long it's gonna take. It's Eden gonna Bridge. take not much longer. Than, not in Eden Bridge anymore. Are you in Eden Bridge. Watford. He's somewhere even posher. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's actually true. They've got two waitros. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, will we? There'll be a post-match pod for the patrons, and then there'll be the main pod next week. Uh, and then we break up for half term essentially, but we do have some pots, very special pods planned for during the break uh, for the world cup. So keep an ear out for those. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, everyone. Good luck. If you're going to Newcastle tomorrow night, you're an absolute legend for doing so. Yeah. Um, and that's it. So Kevin, thanks for being on the pod. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Top man. And Jack, lovely to have you on. Uh, Thank you so much top man as well thanks to all our listeners thanks to Matthew G. Wood for sponsoring of course and if you are interested in sponsoring any future pods do get in contact and that's it enjoy the rest of your week uh, we'll see you again very soon goodbye
Social Podcast Network.